0: Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio.
1: And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing.
0: So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. Have you noticed a pattern in your life? You keep going back to the same moves and feel like you're a little bit stuck. Well, if you are, and if you're wondering what else could be out there that you might be missing out on, well, We want to spice things up a little bit today and discuss some new and exciting ways to use your money, no matter the size of it. So essentially, what we're trying to do here is answer a question that we get quite a bit, which is, you know, I've got some money in savings and what should I do with it?
1: Yes, because there are times where people have been doing a great job. They're saving, they're really focused, and then they get to a point where they're going, man, it Feels like I have a lot in Mm -hmm. savings. Now what? So it's always good to get to that next step. And we want to make sure that you're prepared for it and you make wise choices with what you've got.
0: Yeah. So just to kind of set things up a little bit here, uh, what I've noticed a little bit, and I mean, you can definitely speak to this, is that over the past few years, right, we've had uh, some pretty significant headwinds, Mm -hmm. right, some pretty big obstacles, the Mm pandemic pandemic and then over the past you know year year and a few months you know we've been experiencing some high inflation Mm -hmm. right and so that's coming off of this long long period of very cheap money right Mm -hmm. where people have been doing really well in their investments have been you know borrowing money at a very low rate right and being able to invest all Mm -hmm. that money right and so for a lot of folks that's left them with some cash and now that you know the uh, inflation is high, interest rates are high. You know they have some cash left over, and they're saying, okay, well, you know, it's not uh, the, the stock market's not doing great right now. Interest rates are up, so you know, buying house or you know, investing in other things doesn't look great. So where do I put my money? Is that mm-hmm. that sound about? Kind of yes, like what you're we're getting that
1: like. a lot, and a lot of people, you know, there's really nowhere to hide in the market right mm-hmm. now. Um, it's doing better now. Granted, it's recovered some, mm-hmm. but it's not like. You're going to be able to put something in something that's a sure thing, which the market's never been that way, but sure has felt that way. Right. And then recent volatility has welcomed people up to the fact that the market is a volatile thing and has to be treated with respect.
0: And mm-hmm. what I'm seeing, you know, there's a few, uh, a few opportunities, right, and a few things that that we think that you should be looking to do, right, some habits uh, mm-hmm. to do, and then some habits to not do, right? So Mm -hmm. we're going to be talking a little bit about that. And Teresa, kind of what are some of the things that you've seen people do that you should? That you typically say, okay, maybe let's, you know, pull, pull back on this. Mm-hmm.
1: One of the big ones is keeping more cash than you need. You certainly need to keep an emergency fund. Six to 12 months of your income, depending on how variable your income is, or excuse me, your expenses, not your income, mm-hmm. um, which is a misnomer. A lot of people think emergency yeah. savings is based on my gross income, but it's actually based on what you need to spend each mm-hmm. month. But if you've got additional funds that are not emergency savings or don't have an earmarked purpose, there are a lot of things you could be doing with it other than just sticking it in an account.
0: No, I completely agree. You know, I've, I've seen that quite a bit. I've kind of wrestled with that concept myself, mm-hmm. right, to mm-hmm. to figure out what is that right amount, to, you know, to, to keep in there. And, you know, for me, I've kind of gotten to that point where I understand my expenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, things kind of change from time to time. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I've got um, a few side gigs as well. So, you know, that, that kind of plays into it as well because mm-hmm. I've got to figure out those expenses. Uh, so that's been really, really interesting and, uh, to kind of you know figure out. But you know exactly what you said is as far as having having a good concept of what your emergency mm-hmm. uh, fund should be based on those required expenses.
1: And the kind of flip side of interest rates being higher is that you can also get higher interest on short term investments. So like right. CDs at your bank, many of them are providing a pretty reasonable kind of attractive interest rate if you're looking for something to kind of sock it away for six months to a year without needing it. So make sure it's not your emergency fund, but those funds over and above it, that's a kind of an alternative that you could look Mm -hmm. at that maybe wasn't as attractive a year ago.
0: Yeah. So we were seeing this really interesting thing happening in the market, right? That we we don't typically see. And that's uh, because of the, the Fed increasing those short-term interest rates, right? So they, they increase, uh, the Fed rates, right? Mm-hmm. And that has a really big impact on short-term rates. So basically what we're seeing is that, uh, those, those rates that the people can get on CDs, on bonds, uh, you know, for, you know, three, six, 12 months, they're pretty much the same, uh, <laughs> you know, pretty close to what you could get if you're, uh, borrowing or, you know, saving, uh, in a, longer term investment, right? Mm-hmm. A bond like a five or a ten year bond, right? Yes. Those... So the
1: shorter term investments are actually more attractive interest rates. Yeah. And you don't have to lock up your money for a long time. Exactly. So that's an alternative to keeping too much cash. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we talked about was buying what are called depreciating assets. Yeah. So if you've got surplus cash, don't necessarily go out and buy those toys that you've been considering Right. if you don't need them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If they're if they're not making you money Right, then they're losing you money, right? Because it's expenses, you know, it's registration fees, it's fuel, it's maintenance, all all the things, right? Uh, as soon as you drive the car off the lot, it depreciates. So yeah, if it's if it's not making you money, then it's probably just just depreciating. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And then the other thing you want to be cautious of, especially with the inflation where it is, is, is raising your standard of living as your income increases. We call it lifestyle inflation a lot of times. But if you're constantly chasing spending every dollar you make, then Mm -hmm. you're setting yourself up not to have the surplus that you need to work on your other goals.
0: Right. Yeah. So if you're looking at at your goals and trying to figure out where all your money is going, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's I see a lot of people kind of get hung up on that. They make good money and they're constantly feeling like they're falling short, right? Mm -hmm. And Typically, that is the main perpetrator right there is lifestyle inflation.
1: And, you know, it's some things are worth it. OK, let's just be real. We're not going to tell you never go to Starbucks if that's what you like. Although I would say if you're local, seven breeze better. But, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but there have been studies done and, and one of them was done by Lending Club in 2022. And it showed that more than half of Americans making between 100 to 150,000 are still living paycheck to paycheck. So think about those things that you do spend your money on and ask yourself, is this worth it? Mm-hmm. Do you need this item or is it bringing joy to your life? If it is, then it's probably worth it. But if it's not, maybe it's time to take some changes to work towards your other goals.
0: Yeah. And I'm just curious, you know, like how, how often do you see that just in, in your practice as far as, you know, folks that, that make good money, but they on, on paper and whenever they get their, their balances, it's you know, kind of a, a shocking thing to see they're living paycheck to paycheck.
1: Yes, it's something that shocked me when I entered this industry, honestly. When I started working with clients, I expected it to be the doctors, the lawyers, that accountants that were coming in with these huge bank account or savings accounts. It is almost always your average Joe. Mm-hmm. That's what's been so shocking. The, the linemen and energy mm-hmm. are the ones that reti- retire with these huge balances typically. And it's because they've learned to live below their means and they've had this lifestyle of saving throughout their lifetime.
0: That's so true. That's very true. Uh, I was having uh, dinner with uh, this this doctor, a friend of mine, the other night, and that's one of the things that we were talking about. And one thing that you know, I think we uh, are trying to do a better job of, as far as the financial industry, uh, when we see you know folks like doctors, right, or like lawyers that don't specialize, they, they don't. Uh, know a whole lot about finances mm-hmm. so they're they seem to be a, almost like a perfect target yes. for uh, for folks that you know uh, play themselves or uh, pretend to be uh, mm-hmm. you know professionals in, in finance or you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. and uh, and sometimes it's easy for for them to kind of get carried away uh, mm-hmm. with you know your, your sales pitch of uh, you know whatever uh, permanent life insurance or you know whatever you whatever know, the product they're gonna is. be
1: sold is the magical product for them
0: Right, right. So, um, yeah, so it's it's really, really staggering. Um, but it's definitely something that we want to make sure that folks know, okay, if lifestyle inflation and if, you know, making sure that you're you're not, you know, just spending every dollar that you're making, making sure that you are working towards your goals, mm-hmm. right, then, then that's definitely uh, something to look out for.
1: And that might be another thing to add to this. We have three items listed as our don'ts, but maybe another don't is don't go without goals. Yeah. If you haven't taken time to sit and create what you want your future to look like, and it doesn't have to be every detail, but at least a broad idea of what you want to achieve, go ahead and do that because it'll help you make your day-to-day decisions. So mm-hmm. we've talked about the things we don't want to do when we have that surplus cash. What are some things that we should do?
0: One of the things that we want to make sure that folks do, kind of in line with what you just said, making sure that you've got goals, right, is making sure that you have you know, room in your budget, that you set aside funds Uh, for things that you enjoy right Mm -hmm. so like you said it's not about cutting everything out right Mm -hmm. Uh, something that I think a lot of folks uh, whenever I meet with them and you know we we go over their findings as far as you know their financials and I present to them okay you know this is what the things that you should do uh, to uh, help achieve your goals Mm -hmm. right and something that uh, that I think they find uh, quite quite exciting is the conversation that yeah you should have room in your budget, you should set aside somebody to do things that you enjoy. And it's not, it shouldn't be like a, it's not like an on off switch, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, now you have, you went from having all this fun to like no fun at all. It's like, okay, that's not, usually that's just not sustainable. Correct. Know? And most folks just can't do that. It's
1: just like dieting. If you, if you decide that you're going to go on a diet and all you're going to eat is X, Y, Z, you're going to set yourself up for failure. Yeah. And your finances are the same. You need to have a good plan for the good stuff, for the fun stuff. Now, you may have to pare it back for a while if you've kind of built a bit of debt or something like that. But even then, you should have small rewards and small moments of joy that you're providing yourself, even if that means you get to have that coffee. If you make it through your budget without overspending, you get to go have that coffee that you love to have or you get to go get your nails done, whatever it is that you like.
0: The concept there is plan it and do it guilt-free.
1: I think we call it plan spontaneity a lot of times on the, yeah. on the radio program. Um, another thing is allocate funds other funds according to the time you see yourself using them. So think of it this way, with investing, this is really, really important. If I have money that I want to set aside for a goal, but that goal is only six months away, I shouldn't treat it the same as a goal that is six years away or 16 years away. It has to be utilized based on when I plan to use it or invested it or um, planned for yeah. based on that timeline.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we, we do it actually a lot whenever we uh, we do our retirement planning right mm-hmm. so uh, at the further out that uh, we see somebody using a certain amount of funds you know we're going to invest it very differently mm-hmm. than we do you know the funds that they're gonna need in the next year or yes. six months from now
1: and there's times where we tell people don't put it anywhere but the bank mm-hmm. because if you don't need to take on risk for the timeline then we don't want to do that in general. Um, And think about big expenses. Think about your routine expenses. A lot of people forget. I I, I joke and make fun of myself that sometimes it feels like Christmas snuck up on me (laughs) simply because I forgot to put the money enough money aside. There are a lot of things that you know are coming in your life financially. So take the time to plan for those so they don't kind of slap you in the face when they arrive.
0: And, you know, that just the whole point about you plan differently whether if it's like a routine expense versus, you know, kind of a bigger expense. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we like to uh, – and a lot of times when we were going through like uh, just problems that we're trying to solve here, you know, at GenWealth, we talk about if you had a big – uh, amount like an amount of sand, right? And mm-hmm. then some uh, some bigger gravel and then mm-hmm. some rocks, right? Mm-hmm. And if you were trying to fit them all into a jar, uh, it'd be really difficult to just do it unorganized, right? But mm-hmm. there's a certain way to do it where it all fits in correctly.
1: It's about having the right strategy. Right. And I think often people go through life without a strategy, especially when it comes to retirement savings. You know, you start your job, right? You get your packet, you fill it out, you get it back to HR, you have no clue what you've just picked out. You just mm-hmm. know you're adding money. Mm-hmm. But think about what it would be like if you had a plan and a strategy for that. You don't want to panic if you've got 25 years. That's right. Now, even at retirement, you don't need all the money right away. But if you're closer, there were different steps you'd need to take. So it's really critical that you have that strategy in place.
0: Kind of in that example, you know, the bigger rocks are the, the things that you need to focus on some, uh, you know, and make sure that you have a plan for. It, mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, the other things, you know, the small gravel and then the, uh the sand at the end, you know, that's kind of the the other things that, you know, our a spending plan is, mm-hmm. you know, just crucial to make sure that you've got uh that you've got that covered again, uh avoiding lifestyle inflation, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And then what is kind of the the last little do here.
1: Another little trick that a lot of people overlook are tax shelter opportunities. So you have retirement accounts typically through your employer. A lot of employers are even allowing part-time employees now to utilize them. Um, And what a tax shelter means is that as your money grows, you're not paying taxes on its growth. And in some cases, you can even get it out tax-free. That requires some special circumstances. But having the power of letting that grow without paying taxes every year does add up. So employer plan is one of them. You've got health savings accounts. 529s is one option for children. And they've got even more attractive recently with the new rules that have come up with the SECURE Act uh, 2.0. We'll have to talk about those sometime. Um, But all of those allow you to grow some money tax-free for a purpose. And as long as you use it for that purpose, there's some really great benefits Mm -hmm. of doing that.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, you know, if we're thinking about our life as as a jar, right, and we're trying to fit in all these mm-hmm. different things, right, then retirement, our health, mm-hmm. you know, and the amount of money that we spend on health throughout our lifetime and education, right, so college, you know, those are three huge rocks. Yes, right. So those are the kind of the things that we need to be, you know, mindful of and looking to to do as tax efficiently as possible, and that's exactly what these tax shelters are meant to do, so yeah, great, great tip.
1: So if you have cash burning a hole in your pocket, that's a good problem to have, but make sure you're doing the most with it so you're not left with remorse later.
0: And investing according to your time horizon can be a game changer for you, but it could also require a higher skill level than what you're used to, right? Mm -hmm. So if you don't have the will, skill, or time to do it, then give us a call, and we would love to assist you in that process. Mm -hmm. That's a wrap for us today. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast so you don't miss any of our encouraging content each week.
1: Thanks for listening to the Talking Sense podcast. And if you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes.
0: The GenWealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526.
1: And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success.
0: General Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.